This is a Blooming Good Time podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Blooming Good Time. I'm Riley. And I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. And today we have our dog, Shyla, <laughs> also guest starring today. If you hear a weird thumping underneath the table, that's her tail. <laughs> She's rapidly happy all the time. Uh, we couldn't find a babysitter, so <laughs> she's with us in the studio today. It's okay, baby. We're trying to ignore her so she just like settles down. She's still a puppy. I know. It's okay. We had a pretty crazy night. I'm dead. We- I'm beyond dead. Like, <laughs> this morning, Beth asked me, like, five times if I was mad at her. And I'm like, no. We'll talk about it in the podcast. I'm not mad at all. I'm exhausted. Just wait till you Listen, hear our story. My filter is gone. <laughs> so if my emotions are raw, it's... Because of this. Okay, Emma, do you want to explain what happened? Yeah, so uh, somewhere around probably midnight. Actually, before this. No, it was before. Okay, We so, go to bed really early. <laughs> we're kind of grandma-ish. Uh, we go to bed around nine. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Nothing. Okay, so our fire alarm just starts going off. And, you know, we're exhausted. So we're like, you know what? It does that sometimes. Sometimes it just goes, I counted, because it's gone off so many times last night. It is six loud beeps, and then it stops, okay? Well, at around 12, I hear, well, I hear the beeping, and then I hear Riley going, Emma, Emma, and I was in my REM cycle, like, so deep, but it's so loud I woke up, but I couldn't move yet. I was, like, still paralyzed, and I could hear Riley, like, trying to wake me up i could do nothing i had to wait like a good i don't even know how long it was 10 minutes or something before i could actually get out of bed and then by then it stopped it stopped but i got on a chair and i'm seriously dead like i can barely find my way my legs were shaking you know when you wake up and you're like, <laughs> like just shaking yeah. and like sweaty yeah that i probably had like a sheet line going through my face <laughs> i don't know <laughs> You were looking fine. I was looking great. Fantastic. Also, I was like half naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a blanket over me. I probably look like a hunchback or something. <laughs> I'm like sneaking through the year. And I got up on a chair. And I'm like, I'm too short. And so I got up on the table. <laughs> That table is rickety, okay? Meanwhile, I'm just so watching this happen from my loft. through the loft crack. <laughs> That's not creepy. Like, watching me. And I could not reach it. I still had, like, two feet to go. So I have the broom. And it goes off again. And I'm just like, shut up. And, like, hitting it. Like, seeing if I can hit it off. But I can't do it. And then it stops beeping. So I go back to bed because I'm barely alive. Like, I can't stay awake. I'm like, just please, Jesus. Stop. Spare us. <laughs> because was there any smoke or anything? No. No, no, no. No, no. Just... okay. So this happened last spring. And remember, you guys were sleeping. And I'm like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, go in there with the ladder and yeah. get it down. Because, because it is in a yurt. And I think we get 
like dust from the road. And I just thought, okay, that's why. And so that's why, or little spider webs or something like that, because you live in a tent. And so I took it down and cleaned it and put it back up. And it's been fine until just now. This is like this last week. Maybe we should have just cleaned it. Well, continue. Anyways. So I go back to bed, and then it goes off, and okay. Did I you count, come out of I'm grace? Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I counted to six, six beeps, and it kept going. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I can make it through six beeps, maybe. <laughs> and go like, back to bed. super loud. I almost was like, maybe I should, like, record this so we can show the podcast how it, loud this is. It is so loud. My ears are ringing. Like, okay. it's a fire alarm. Like, you know in school when you have to cover your ears. That's what it is, except you're waking up in the middle of the night. And usually I'd be like, oh, yay, safety. But no, no. nothing was happening. This was just a nuisance. Uh, So I run out I am not in grace. (laughs) (laughs) You have come out of grace. I am so mad. I go storming around the air. I'm finding my boots, my jacket. I have to go out in this rainstorm to find. I'm like storming around the farm looking for a ladder. So I grab it and I aggressively shove it through the door. <laughs> what is Riley doing this whole time? I'm like, well, okay, I'm in the loft. I am also extremely naked. Girl. Okay. Girl. No, and I was like, I'm in the, so like, yeah, it's a whole thing. I know it sounds like I'm doing nothing, but I had in my thought. like I made her come down eventually. No, no, no. I came down. I came down with my own free will. I was like, Riley, I can't open this. And you're like, all right. <laughs> After I get super angry, <laughs> no, I was about to lose it. But I actually, I thought to myself, like, okay, if it goes off one more time, I'm going to get up and go get the ladder. But you did it. So I was like, sweet. <laughs> I'm going to get up. <laughs> so I get the ladder in there. I get it down. And it's still beeping. I cannot figure out. I think, okay, so there's instructions on the back how to turn it off. Okay, but you know when you're really tired? <laughs> you don't, and you don't have think, time. And it's just beeping so loud. And when it's when you're holding it, it's like unbearable. Also, you know how there's like a button you're supposed to push that it like turns yeah. it off? The no. button does not work. At you this have to point, slam it. I was a lit. Yeah. <laughs> we I were got throwing to a point. this thing. We were not thinking logically. I was at like, all. maybe we should put it in a bucket of water. Maybe we should just throw <laughs> should it into it, the yeah. field. <laughs> maybe we throw it in a bucket of water and then we put it in the freezer. <laughs> like anything to make it stop beeping. I was so tired. I am so tired today. I could cry. <laughs> So, yeah, she reads the back finally, and there's, like, a thing that you twist. Like, yeah. Like, a screw that you twist. I'm trying to... I have a butter knife. <laughs> I'm trying to flick it open, because I can't twist we it open. No. It would not open, because usually you could yeah. just take it off. Okay, no. There is a crack. I could see the battery from the inside, and I was, like, shoving my knife in, trying to flick it out. <laughs> finally, I was like, really? No, it's just help? because there's dust um jason took it so next time this happens let me tell you you guys you know you can call me and i will come fix it no so um it was two in the morning it was two o'clock in the morning i was hot okay so the first time it went off i was like thinking it was way later in the night this has happened now several times where i'm like oh it's probably like three in the morning no the first time it went off it was like 10 
Mm. And then it just kept going. And then it made the night feel really long and really short at the same time. So no. what you do is um, because we do get like cobwebs or, um, you know, dust because it's outside, mm -hmm. um, you take it to the studio. And in the studio, because we live on a gravel road, there is the air compressor in there. Oh. You take the air compressor. You know mm -hmm. how we, we use the air compressor to blow our buckets apart yeah. that mm -hmm. are stacked up. Okay. The same nozzle. You take the um the fire alarm and you just spray it out or like just air blow it, it out blow it out and then you put it back up and it will be good for six months because literally it was six months ago that i had to do that with it and put it back up you guys slept through the whole thing because it was going off and i'm out there and i'm just like there's no and remember way. remember you said well no you guys were like yeah that's been going off <laughs> because it would just do the like you know and sometimes a fire alarm will chirp and that just means that the battery you just right. need to replace no, this it is this no is no chirp this was a full-on yeah. death sentence. Yeah. And, and a call. Yeah. Let so, me sing you the song of my people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that is how you fix it, is that you just need, it just needs a little air blown through the little cracks so that it just isn't so sensitive. Okay. I mean, it's doing its job. It's saving your lives. <laughs> I think he's like, like time for practice round. <laughs> so where practice is the fire alarm? Six. <laughs> it's in the yurt. We still have it. We just got to clean it out. But anyways, yeah. that's what happened. That's why we may not be ourselves today. <laughs> that's why you think I'm mad at you. It's just because I ain't got time to pretend I'm happy. <laughs> You're still mad at the fire alarm. I'm super mad at the fire alarm. That was a waste of sleep. Like, I could have been sleeping. We went to bed so early, too. We did. Well, and now you know <sighs> how yeah. to fix it. I know how to turn it off. <laughs> And I'm like, we do we really need a fire alarm at this point? No. <laughs> I'd rather die. I'd rather die. <laughs> oh my god. We're so retired. So long season in august <laughs> yes we're so tired we don't know if we want to laugh or cry i know i could do both of the, the same other time. day we're out cutting in pouring rain and riley's wearing this weird knitted like, hippie hat we laughed for so long it was like so mushroom-esque looking oh my god i want to be a mushroom lady but i don't know if i want to look like that kind of mushroom we're lady. like can we please take a picture she's like Absolutely it was too bad not <laughs> too bad no it was bad it was, your bangs my were, like, bangs were, <laughs> they were soaking wet they're the curly curls. so i had to like slick them to the side and stuff them up. i look like an egg head <laughs> with a beanie on <laughs> that was a fun no. day though man i've been looking so ugly the last <laughs> couple days this is like the first time i've looked like a normal human being because mm, yeah in maybe a week about a week oh yeah 
We can get really okay. ugly on the farm. Our outfits, you know, <laughs> I always think of like, ooh, I'm pulling out some outfits from the second grade. I'm like wearing leggings that don't match my shirt and my sweater. <laughs> like a kid that dresses and, himself. And now I have two different socks on and my boots and a hat that is totally random. <laughs> That's what we I do. I just, I don't even know what I wore last night to go find the... <laughs> The latter. If someone caught me on video, <laughs> I'm just like a streak of color. I don't know what I grabbed. It was pitch black. I just like felt around. I'm like, these are pants. Put them on. This is a shirt. And I like went out with this huge rain jacket. <laughs> oh, so bad. No. I feel like that's farm life. Mm-hmm. You know? It totally is. There's, you know, it's like the, you know, you can be sleeping and then all of a sudden you hear the coyotes and you're like, and everybody, and Jay and I jump out of bed, you know, just to go check the animals. But, you know, it's just, there's you always do. something. And you, yeah, all the time. Oh. I mean, not I'm all the time. Like, it's usually, like, now I know Jay will do it. I'm, like, the one that's like, hey, Jay. Hey, Jay, there's, like, coyotes really close. We should probably go check the animals, don't you think? He'd be like, ah, oh, grabs the gun and goes. We just sleep through it. Or we're, like, survival of the fittest. <laughs> <laughs> literally no. i'm like i can care less <laughs> not with our cat though i do. No, he's inside at night though we take him inside because i do get really yeah, worried he, he got so our... scared last night i know that must have been alarm. really loud it was pretty it was traumatizing so for loud. him we were all just sleeping and then he goes flying off the bed like what's happening <laughs> well poor baby you know i did see a bobcat the other day Ooh, yeah scary. literally i never see those they're not necessarily scary well there was one that walked right by the yurt Oh really? Oh yeah. When in <laughs> and they sound so terrifying. It they sound like a woman. No, that's screaming. a that's, that's a um, no, that's a bobcat. No, that is a mountain lion. No, mm. mountain lion. I swear, bobcats I, don't. I will look it up right now. Listen, <laughs> I'm well, too tired might to make think some I'm wrong. sort of weird cat noise loud, but I know Do that cats. Well, bobcats are kind of afraid of you. They're like a kitty. You know, they've got the short they're tail. Smaller. They're smaller. They're about the size of our last like dog, buddy. I think both of Scream. them. That's a okay. Bobcat call is one uh, is one often described as sounding like a woman screaming or moaning in agony. Ooh. It's not often heard by humans, but trust me, if you hear it, you probably won't uh, disregard it. Hear the yeah. <laughs> okay the bobcats wail and you may or may not recognize it for what it is so yeah it sounds like a woman screaming therefore okay but like i'm right (laughs) (laughs) Riley. um well i didn't know that so cool i know that that mountain lions do a horrific um woman screaming as well but they are related well, not really, but yes. Dude. They both sound scary. That's the end of that. Are mountain lions and cougars the same thing? <clears throat> no. Oh, cougar. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, there. It's so funny because we have so many, but yeah. I've never seen one. Ever. Except for on, like, night cams and stuff. They're very secretive. Yeah, you have a ton out by where you Literally, you live. I was a little kid playing in the forest 24-7. How I have not been attacked? <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, there's different farmers in our area where I grew up that would put out night cams, and literally every night there would 
and usually they're alone. There was one, he caught, I think, three adults together. Wow. Which is pretty rare. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're more and more common in our area. I've seen a, a couple bobcats, one that just walked through our farm like, cha, 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 here I come, and walked right by our studio and out the front gate from the back. And then, so we did have, when we first started farming and we're not super brilliant with, um, we had a life livestock guardian dog at the time and my husband loved on the dog too much. So it was more of like, it'd stay up at the house. Like we didn't do all the things, you know, that you're supposed to do with a livestock guardian dog. And, um, so we lost some chickens and that kind of thing. We just weren't completely set up. It's just one of those things that you learn over time with homesteading and Mm -hmm. raising your own food and that kind of thing with working with nature that's around you. So we did see some on a, just the, the trail cams and stuff like that. We set up and we're like, Oh, that's what's going on. That was like literally behind the yurt when we had the chicken coop there. Hmm. So, um, that was the bobcat. And then I did see a mountain lion, a young one, uh, going to work one morning before I was full-time working wow. here on the farm. Yeah, but that's it. And people see them all, all over here um, as well and just report. They, a lot of times people will, like, we have, like, a Facebook group or something. They'll report it and they'll say, hey, I saw this. And you just know that they're around and in the area. But normally a cat's like we know, will um, be awake during the night and then mm-hmm. sleep during the day. So... I think that's one reason why you don't mm. see them a lot. Well, it's kind of nice that we don't have to see those every day since we're working outside all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think when you do, you just like raise your arms up and be really loud and <laughs> wear <laughs> crazy outfits and you're going to be fine. Well, no, we, uh, we have that covered. <laughs> we got the outfits. We got the crazy. <laughs> we're Scare good. Are we tall? Jazz. Ella and I are above average technically. We're not six foot. Which, yeah, I feel like I'm not that tall. But no, but average, I guess, is five three, which is crazy. That's so tiny. I'm I'm, a, I'm actually, oh really? Yeah, I'm five five four. Oh my gosh, You're above Beth. average. <laughs> Look at you. I always thought I was inadequate, like just short. I am short. <laughs> inadequate. <actually. laughs> short. I think no. I think that most guys like shorter girls anyway. I was called tall once, and I was like things and it's like, my it's hair not a compliment and i'm like well screw you <laughs> well you're short <laughs> well that's why you get all the modeling gigs i'm not anymore <laughs> i don't do it's that anymore that's okay i'm too busy with this well life here on the farm can be like kind of crazy uh obviously there's whether you're trying to avoid bobcats and mountain lions or trying to come up with a plan for the year, which kind of goes hand in hand with what we're doing today. We're talking about our plan for our our list of things to do, to do or not to do. That is the question. (laughs) Yes, totally the question. You know, I feel like every year, this is like a really exciting time for us because like, I feel like you know, New Year's happens and it's almost like a reset. You know, here we are, New Year, we've had a little vacation, a little break, and we're able to really think about what we did poorly, what we need to improve on, how we did things well, um, and kind of re-examine all those things and then put together that new list of what we want to do. The other thing I feel is I kind of examine the fact that 
what sucked the most energy out of me? Is it something that I can cut from the farm? Like financially, I have to, there's, there's jobs we do that are just that. They don't make a lot of sense. We're working harder, not smarter. Exactly. Yeah. And so really examining each each part of the farm. Um, I used to say yes to everything because I had to. I had to make financial and um, or decisions like that that, you know, <laughs> in the end just kind of wears you down. But now I'm to the point where I can make decisions that, you know, are like, ooh, do I really want to do this? And so that's kind of a fun place to be at this time of year. Yeah, but. we were talking earlier about creating the life that you want and I think you're at a position now that you can start doing that so that's really exciting yeah you can actually start this is how I want the farm to look this is what I want to be doing instead of I think a lot of new businesses they start out and they kind of have to do like making you have to do the like dirty work first so that you can get to the place where you don't have to work as hard every business you're gonna have to hustle at the beginning like what I think um our friend Holly Ann uh, she owns a really amazing business in McVinville called Accessory Appeal. And I remember when we or when you started Crowley House, she told you, like, you're going to not have friends. You're not going to have a socialize. You're not going to have anything. It's just going to be business for at least five years. And it's going to be a hustle for five years. And after those five years, then it'll start to, like, kind of build itself and the avenues will open up and everything will be like where it's supposed to be and make a lot more sense and it will be a lot less work. I feel like we've been working hard for a little bit longer than five years. but <laughs> Well, I think in general, though, like not only do you have the aspect of the farm or a business, but farming in itself is a very physical, hard job. So you, you go from physically laboring away out in the field to jumping onto a computer in the office. It's, you know, it's hot. It's you know, and then you still have all the home stuff that you have to do, like, you know, laundry and, um, you know, calling your mother and which is not a problem. It's just, you know, like just naturally like keeping like the social life. And like I could literally like delve into the farm and just keep my head down and go mm-hmm. and forget about the rest of the world around me. Like and I could do that for days and days and days, but that is not healthy on the body. No. Mm-hmm. So um, I've learned. Or for the mind. No. And I agree. I remember when Holly Ann told me that because um, that's probably the words that stuck with me the most. I thought, oh, that's strange, you know, because I'd been in the corporate, not corporate world, but in the medical field for a long time. And I remember looking at her going, huh, I have to say, she's like, just be prepared to say goodbye to family, goodbye to social life. You have to say no to a lot of things and put the farm or the business first. And I didn't really want to do that because I liked hanging out with my family and and socializing. But I think we did a pretty good job of Mm -hmm. balancing balancing still everything. And Well, um, and I think when you have a really good support system, they know that and they want to support you any way that they can. So then they understand when you have when you're really busy and how can I help? I think that's what's really cool about our family is a lot of them have helped you or like, right. okay, you have a huge wedding. We'll come out. We'll drop whatever we're doing and come help, mm-hmm. which is very lucky that we have that. But. Yeah. So the key to that was that when Holly Ann told me that, I thought I need to communicate this to my family so mm-hmm. that they are aware that I am determined to do this because in the end goal this is what I want. And so I was able to explain to them that, hey, for the next five years, I might have to say no to this or that. 
um, you know, like say the family barbecue or something like that, because I have, you know, a goal in mind and I want to reach that goal so that now I can go to the family barbecues. I can do, you know, take my mom out antiquing or to lunch or those kinds of things. But I think definitely communicating that to people, because if you don't, they get super offended. Obviously, I get offended when people say no. <laughs> so you kind of, you know what I mean? Like, why can't you just drop everything and come? You know, yeah. I can't. I can't walk away. Yeah. Anyways, so this year, to do or not to do, that was kind of the question <laughs> we asked ourselves. Do we keep doing, you know, we went through the checklist, right? Mm-hmm. Do we keep doing this? Was this fun? Was it not? What got nixed? So we make a list of everything that we did. And we kind of figure out now, okay, we're not going to do this. We're going to do this differently. We're going to have this and that. I I think this is such a fun year because we did just start the podcast. And there's so many new avenues that have kind of opened up for us and new possibilities. So it's really exciting, kind of in the direction that we've always dreamed of. So I think over the last year, we've been talking or even longer talking about a podcast or changing the direction because I don't think any of us were really that happy with the direction it was maybe going. Yeah. So I think we are succeeding and turning it the right direction. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. We get to do, I think we're wanting to go a little more towards design because we've done really well with weddings. Mm. Um, and it's stuff that, I mean, obviously we get really tired doing anything because our job is so labor intensive, but it's something that I feel like we all really enjoy mm-hmm. and it's stimulates the brain. You have to love it to do yes. it. That, and we all yeah. do love it. Mm. I think when you go through like the whole wedding season and you're thinking, oh, I can't do another wedding. And then literally this break, we were like, dare I say it? I miss weddings. Yes. <laughs> like then, you know, we really love it. And then it's really fun this time of year to start being like, okay, well, last year we bought in a lot of delphinium. Maybe we should plant some delphinium because we used so much of it. How can we like mm-hmm. cut costs with that? So True. that's kind of what. Yeah. And so that kind of made it so that on the list we said, okay, what did we buy in this year? What were we lacking? Um, one of the things I think I did poorly on, and this year I'm really trying to hone in, and I've asked Emma to help me with um is basically the succession crop planning. So really taking some time to not only like think about like the colors of the year, what is in season, um, what people are going to be wanting. And, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know that there is certain colors that people want every single year, certain flowers that people want every single year. And so I could I could have a huge farm and probably sell almost every flower because I kind of I don't know because I guess because we're designers we can know a little bit about like what people will want we pay we attention to gonna it. We know what's gonna sell. We know what's gonna like do really well. Yeah, and what we would use personally all the time. So mm-hmm. by doing that, we know what other florists are gonna look for and what they're gonna buy. But yeah, it just comes with the gig, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so. The color of the year, <laughs> the Pantone color of the year is uh, periwinkle, which is a really fun color. It's um, kind of like a, a a blue. It's got purple in it. Um, 
I almost feel like it has a little bit of a kind of a gray wash to that. Mm-hmm. I, um, if I was looking at the color, um, there is no flower necessarily in that color because it's more of a purpley blue. Um, blue flowers are one of the more rarer flowers, which you have delphinium. We have anemones. We've Hyacinth. Got, mm-hmm. And a lot of them will go from like a cobalty blue on up to a very light, light pale blue. Blue is my favorite color, so I love growing blue flowers. But some of them do have kind of that purple pull to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, working with the different color palettes, like my actual wedding was periwinkle. Well, that was my main color, but we used it in dresses and the ribbons and that kind of sort of thing, but balanced it with other colors like, you know, light, light pink and blush and white. And it just looked stunning. So it'll be fun to kind of see how this periwinkle color will play out in the fields yeah it's kind of like a blue violet color in a way like a super light almost lilac-y but less warm tone which is one of my favorite colors to to i mean purples and blues Mm. are my like i love that the cool tones of designing i love the woodland feel that it get i don't don't know i think it's very classy and it's different because i think when people think a classic wedding they either think like an all-white wedding or they think a blush wedding i think adding in blue tones even doing like an all white and blue that's like such a cool vibe of its own and then you could do like a blush wedding with blue tones in it too that's its own thing and I feel like it's something that's different but still traditional you're like playing with it but it's still a little different but like imagine if somebody did blush with purple Ooh, right ooh. just thought of shades that. of purple and lilac maybe or something like yeah that. that'd be cool it'd be really pretty i love purple purple okay i am not a purple person in my daily life i feel like uh no. there's a joke that like if your favorite color is purple you are a purple person everything in your life has to be purple like have you guys noticed that yeah yeah like it's not just a subtle thing like most people will be like oh my favorite color is blue my favorite color is red and like they just enjoy that color maybe they have a couple things that are in that color palette but like no purple people are purple people and everything (laughs) must be purple (laughs) but i personally am not a purple person but when it comes to flowers purple flowers are some of my all-time favorites i don't know what it is about it but just like the hues and the blooms it's just like there's so many amazing things that come in purple and they're so fun to play with we last year, uh, one of our really good friends got married and she had a all purple wedding and like deep eggplant purples and just different t- hues and tones. And it was so pretty. It's probably one of my favorite color palettes of the year. I think it looks very beautiful in a natural garden setting. Yeah. Like if you go on, if you look at any magazines or go on Pinterest or something and you look up gardens, you'll see a ton of purple flowers mm. because naturally I think there are more you know, like the we just planted a bunch of allium, the purple. Oh, they're so amazing! Just floating around in the garden. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Uh, yes, the amount of bulbs we have this year is ridiculous. Okay, okay. <laughs> first of all, okay, I'll let Beth talk about this, but I want to talk about we had a big order already, mind mm. you. We had a big, big, big order of 
tulips and daffodils and alliums and some other things like foxtail and what is that deep purple uh, bellflower? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm the deep purple. It's right on the is tip it, of my tongue. Didn't you get some irises too? Yeah, we got irises, a lot of irises. We still need to plant all those, mind you. <laughs> we have and we have a ton of peonies great. that need to be planted. We're in the shopping phase. Not even the shopping phase. Okay. We'll hear the, the store everybody, Yeah, we have a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> but no, we ordered this stuff for ourselves already. We had a ton of things that we're already. We're like, we're gonna plant this where we don't know, but it's going into the fields, and we planted them, and it took us probably three days to plant we're not even done we haven't even touched the irises or the peonies we have what is it 500 peony plants is that correct i, I might be over guessing <laughs> i know we have a lot of peonies um that we need to plant and yeah we have a lot of stuff still to plant and then what happened yesterday beth oh my gosh you guys <laughs> okay so um this is the thing about flower farming so you technically and I didn't know this when I first started because then I would be like go to order something because I was thinking about it and it's like they're all sold out okay so technically what you want to do is if you are picking or cutting say when I say pick that means when you when you take the bulb like for um a tulip oh my god a tulip so tulips you technically pull the whole bulb and everything out of the ground and that's how you harvest them and then you don't use that bulb again. So you can put it back into your garden. It but just you yeah. wouldn't use it as a cut flower because yes, they grow exactly. back shorter the next year. Yes. Okay. So um, so when you're harvesting, you technically want to be thinking that's when you're ordering that for the next year. So sometimes what happens is you forget that you've ordered a ton of tulips, and then you're sitting there and going. Oh, maybe I should order some more tulips. Oh my gosh, I better jump on the bag one and get a whole bunch more. And then you order and then all of a sudden all this crop stuff comes and you're like, wait a second, I thought I ordered that already. And then you just have to figure out where you're going to put them. So being really organized, that's on my to-do list this year. And I've done better over the last two years of just knowing that check that off the list and keeping better records of it. That's me growing up. But so what happened was yesterday we we sell um, a lot of mixed bouquets to like um, local grocery stores and that kind of thing. So we sell to a hardware store here in town. Well, they shout out Ace Hardware. (laughs) Um, So Ace Hardware, they the local one of the local ones over ordered by accident, kind of doing what I've done in the past where. I've just over-ordered, forgot, ordered again kind of thing. And I'm sure all of you guys are laughing, thinking, yep, that's a knee slapper. I've done that before. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a knee slapper. So anyways, they they had four pallets of bulbs. Now, mind you, these are kind of like the garden variety of things. But they're like, hey, can you use these? And I'm Mm. like thinking... Um, yeah, I didn't know how much it was. They sent me a picture. Can you use these? And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll plant them in the garden, whether they're for, you know, just beautiful beauty on the farm or we harvest some of them or whatever. And they show up Uh and it filled my studio. Like I'm going, what the heck are we going to do? So now I have a plan. I have another plan for what to do with all of them (laughs) because I'm literally going, I mean, there is some great stuff. There's like crocuses and... Um, a whole bunch of like 
irises, I think, tulips, daffodils, just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Every so single it, type of bulb flower you can imagine. Yeah, is there. And so that's going to be really fun planting that out. And just we are working on just beautiful gardens in themselves here on the farm, um, not necessarily cutting gardens. So it'll be a great addition to that. And then I think what I'm going to do is just take some like, I think I talked to Emma about this, but mm-hmm. doing just a couple terracotta pots and putting in more some... than a couple <laughs> thousands. <laughs> like our we might have a spring sale fill our here. Studio. I, Emma and I still haven't even gone out there to see all of them. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm really I feel like you probably should have before I start talking about it. Brayden's like, Mom, I he goes and unloads the truck and he comes back in and he kind of has this weird look and he goes. <laughs> Mom, I think you need to get your boots on and come out and look at all the things. <laughs> and so I came out and he's like, oh, but mom, there's more. And he's like showing me, me but I mean, there is crates and crates and crates of Which bulbs. at first it's like, yes, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you're thinking, where are we going to put all that's these? That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And where? Yeah. So I'm going to do the whole, you know, so you folks from England that are listening, if, if there are folks from England listening. listening well you know how they do all the container gardening like I'm oh, always yeah. fascinated by that because I don't know how they keep watering all of it but I'm like I kind of want to do that this year because we have all these bulbs and you know if they look good and people like them we can like I know Riley's wheels are turning because that's what my head went to and that's what we have to do on the farm is constantly be thinking of multiple ways to use what we have planted Riley say okay I had an idea. The yurt. Okay. What if we did some like container planting on our back porch? Just this. Okay. You know how we have that container in the front? Yeah. We just fill that thing with tulips and we'll like pull them out as they go. But like have the whole thing exploding with tulips. I completely agree. Also like back porch exploding with tulips. We could do your little fairy garden in one of them. (gasps) Stop it. Emma got like a little fairy garden set. Well, from one her, of my friends from one of her friends for oh, her birthday and it has like a little house and like little chairs there's like every tiny little fairy Am thing I you still can imagine a child? yes it's absolutely. okay <laughs> absolutely i oh, definitely I, want to believe in fairies if somebody my, got I'm a flower farmer if somebody got lincoln logs out or legos i would get on the floor and i play with still them. love putting legos together i remember brayden <laughs> There's like a six-year age gap between Brayden and I, and I remember when he would get Legos for, like, birthdays or Christmas or just, like, whenever he did good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never got Legos as a kid because I was a doll. I was a very girly girl. I loved dolls. I loved you Barbies and Polly, Polly Pockets, Pockets and yeah. that kind of stuff. But I, like... Whenever he got Legos, I was so excited because then I could help him put him together. And, like, I'm older at this time. But I had so much fun putting his Legos together. He did nothing. I almost <laughs> thought about buying Legos for Christmas this year just for did the heck of it. guys see... Heck with gingerbread. Let's do Legos. <laughs> did you guys see um, Lego came out with a Lego set that's like a flower arrangement? What? what? I know. I really want it. <laughs> Okay, I really, really do. Um, Lego, if you want to send us one over, that'd be grand. (laughs) Be great. It'd be great. So yeah, we do have a lot of bulbs to plant. Yeah, and our list is very long. So sometimes when the list is that long, I mean, this is a very exciting time of year for all flower farmers, for all gardeners, for home gardeners. Your catalogs are arriving in the mail and 
you know, you pour your cup of coffee in the morning, you sit down and you're just like, you savor looking at the catalogs. I don't know. I That's what I do. It's just a fun time looking at all the new things. And then, um, you know, this year I keep telling myself I'm honing in, I'm honing in, I'm honing in. I am not going to get sucked in by the beautiful photography, the yummy wording, the deliciousness of different foods. But, you know, I need I need to kind of focus on what our weddings are this year, what the colors are this year, and then kind of go outside the box just a little bit on each side of that and do some fun things, not only for myself, but also things that maybe other people won't have mm-hmm. kind of thinking outside the box as far as that goes. I'm not going to plant everything that everybody in a- around me is planting. Technically, that's what I'm doing. Do your own thing. With it. Yeah. yeah. I want to have fun with our weddings this year. We literally were just talking and I'm like, Riley, we need to do really good on our weddings this year. Yeah. Like, it can't just be a chore. We need to sit down and be like, what do we want to create? Right. How do we make this a masterpiece? Well, and I think that's where we, Emma and I and Riley, I think we were all talking about, I can't remember if Riley was there or not, but how last year it was just, you know, I, again, felt like I didn't do a good job as far as a, you know, mentor boss of explaining like I would get really into the weddings because I met with bride. I came up with the design. I did all those things. And I would every wedding, I was just giddy about doing it for them. I knew the personality and all that kind of stuff. But we talked this year, how you two are going to be more in those that role, I'm going to take a little bit more of a backseat and just kind of focus on getting the farm back into par. And how you guys are going to be, I think, excited about it. because when I didn't, communicate with you guys you just jump in and you'll be like okay what are we doing what is the look and I'd be like I'd be so lost (laughs) yeah and I I, and that was my own fault that was yeah I just learned I need to communicate with you guys and need you to be there at those consultations so that you can get excited about the design and it can be coming from your own imagination so that when the day comes you guys are both like yes this is super fun. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit of a survival mode. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like okay, this is what it is. We got to get it done in 2 hours. Let's we got go. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this full out war and in I the studio. And I think too, I think too like um I sometimes you know because I was trying sometimes well, not this year so much but last year the, or the year before I guess I would try and you know, like do too much on my own, say yes to something and Mm. not actually think about like, okay, can I do this, you know, double booking, having to hire in freelances, you know, that was just part of my growing up. That's my goal last year. And I think I did better this year of not double booking. And we did Mm. do a couple weeks that were a little bit, ha, this is a lot. Um, But now just knowing like what our farm can take on. Uh I think it's just fun this time of year. That's what makes it so special is that we can reflect and that didn't work. This is what we want to do this year. And I'm sure we'll have the same thing next year. Yeah. Oh, totally. There's going to be lots of things that we didn't like doing as much or we made mistakes. And then we're going to do better every single year. Yeah. No, I agree. That's Which just the way I it is. I was impressed with us. We did make quite an amazing team. We all knew what our jobs were. And so we pulled off really intense projects together very fast. Yeah. We would just take a – we could do three weddings in a day. And then Beth knew what she was going to do. Riley knew what she was going to do. We'd go somewhere and set up a wedding really fast to go to the next – like, we actually did really amazing 
We things. did. And I think too, like, I remember a couple of times, like, uh, Riley or Emma would come to me and just say, Hey, or to the whole team, like we'd be in the studio working and Riley would say, you know what? I'm struggling with mm. this aspect of the design. Can somebody take over for me? Let's just switch jobs. And that worked really well because it was, it was something like I, you know, and just knowing that like, Hey, in being able, this is a safe place that I can say that I am, yeah. I am struggling today. I need help. Please help me, you know? And then, um, and then taking that critic, not criticism necessarily, but you know, like, Hey, can somebody tell me how to change this design? I'm struggling. Do you see, what do you see? And then all of us being able to say, yeah, this is what needs to change with it. And, you know, let's loosen this up. Let's make it more compact. Let's do this. That. Right. Also, I remember halfway through the year or the, halfway through the summer of wedding season, I could not look at one more bridesmaid bouquet. <laughs> I was so sick and tired of doing bridesmaids bouquets because nothing against them. But if you come, I, don't, so, I can't. <laughs> okay. No, I think what it is, too, is that the trend right now is to have 12 bridesmaids it's a lot so where it used to not be exact, that way it's like so much of doing the exact same Recipe. pattern over and over and over again which gets mindless but sometimes i would be just struggling so much with my bridesmaids because and i just like i couldn't do it so i was like i need at least like a month of not doing them i'm gonna do boutonnieres instead which before I hated doing boutonnieres, right. actually, and now I rather enjoy doing corsages and boutonnieres. It just switches up. I think it's like once you, when you, it's like anything else. Like it's repetitive when you're doing the same things over and over again. You're like, I need to switch things up. I need new flavors. I need new tastes. I need to practice doing something else. So yeah, we just were like, okay, well, we'll rotate. We'll switch off who's doing what, and it it's works good out. Teamwork. Yeah, yeah, and I think this year me taking on the role of I need to I need to jump at the farm makes me happy. Farming makes me happy. And um I love doing weddings as well. I love doing design, but I'm like, okay, in my mindset, I'm going to take on the farm. You guys are going to take on most of the weddings and events and maybe next year I take on weddings and events and you take on the farm. I don't know. We'll I see. definitely think this last year in 2021 we neglected the farm a lot there was a lot of stuff like we could have done or not even that like I don't think we necessarily we had a lot of time we had so many weddings that year or like events happening or family coming in randomly and just different stuff happening that we neglected our roses a ton like I don't think I don't usually like the year past years we've always sent our roses up wholesale and I think halfway through the summer we just gave up and just were like we're not doing that well one yeah. also because of the huge heat wave that came through yeah and fried everything and then it was just so hot and trying to water everything and just it was a mess so i know that like as a team as a farm putting our roses back up on that's the headline on the list for sure because we bought in so many roses last year like we use, I love using roses. I think they're beautiful. I think they're so romantic. They're really easy to work with. You know that they're most likely not going to like give out on you or be too delicate. They do great out of water for a while if you're doing a big installation for the day. And I know I'm going to use them. I know I'm going to love using them. And we have so many great variety of roses that 
we have, I really want to make sure that we're putting them to use this year. Me talking about the farm, I know it's like a little shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Riley, I love you. Uh, Uh, But yeah, finding, this is where we all are finding our roles. Like last year, I felt like we had to like, it's almost like you watch the ducks and they waddle and then, or the geese that fly and then you take each one, you know, files into line and you see the lines change and move. And I feel like that's kind of like our farm. And especially last year was just like, you know, Emma was new on the farm full time. Riley's been with us for a year. And then me just learning how to work with people. Like I've always had like Flora and, you know, Jason and, you know, people working with me on the farm, but never like having people with me all the time and me having to delegate jobs where I, my personality is like, I've just always done it myself. So then I don't always know how to ask or to give a job. So learning to be a boss, not that I hate that word. I don't, I just like you guys just being alongside me. So we're partners, partners, teammates. Oh yes. (laughs) So like finding like what Riley likes to do best and what she thrives at, what Emma you like to do best and what you thrive at. I think we all like change. And I yeah. I think going into every year, it should be, well, it's not going to go perfectly. We can't control certain things like the heat wave. We no. couldn't control that. So, I mean, that's why we didn't do so many roses. And that's nothing we could control. Yeah. So this year, not putting that as like a, this has to happen. There could be another heat wave. So it's like, okay, so whatever happens, happens. And together, we're just going to take on whatever we see in front of us day by day. I think that's all you really can do. So we make plans as much as we can. We figure out what we want. And we're thinking, okay, I'm going to try to do this better. And then whatever comes, it, it'll it come. And then hopefully our teammate skills <laughs> Which we are very good team. We are. Ex- we're so. I am so blessed to have you guys with me. Actually, I really am. Aw. Uh, wow. Moment. Moment. No, we do. We work really well together, and we're very good at if something bad happens, Plan B. What's the Plan B? And mm-hmm. we just get things done. Whatever is right in front of us, get it done. And I think that that's gonna carry us through. And I think if I was speaking to a new farmer, which you two are technically. You know, we're learning. Yes. Beth is our well, master teacher. I'm still always learning. Yeah. But um, like, you know, this time of year, you can be freaking out that you didn't get a certain variety of seed or, you know, that your crop of lisianthus didn't, you know, like you decided, oh, I'm going to grow this. And I remember growing it and not knowing that like, oh, this is one of the hardest things to germinate and get to grow and da, da, da. And I was like, why am I failing? So when things happen or the mice come and eat your seedlings or something like that, you know, that you don't get so discouraged that you don't try again. And then you go, oh, I need to have a plan B. Like, Mm. it's not the end of the world. And I don't know if you realize that. I always look at it as like being on a ride in a a Ferris wheel or something. Mm. I remember watching the people on it I'm like that looks really scary and then you see them getting off with laughing faces and and they are still alive <laughs> but i'm like i mean it. i feel like the farm can be like that it's like this this horrible ride that looks traumatic and then you think you're gonna die and and then you walk off and you're like oh i'm still living i'm okay 
there are definitely days you think you're gonna die yes fair enough today uh, is one <laughs> because of the fire alarm no but yeah so if i was speaking to a new farmer i would say that this is normal that is normal to have you know oh we're not going to get that exact seed we're not going to have this we're not going to have that so what do we do what can we grow what can mm-hmm. we change out that's a similar look feel that kind of thing yeah i think if you just kind of go into it with uh, like An it's meant mind. to be mm-hmm. okay well that didn't work maybe because it wasn't supposed to then what it's just it's an adventure yeah Farming is an adventure for sure. You have weather, you've got um, just, you know, growing conditions, all those kinds of things. So So we're reaching about our time, but I wanted to start with a new part of our podcast that I'm really looking forward to, which is our Q&A part. So at the end of every podcast, we're hoping to answer some of your guys' questions um, that you can send to us on our Instagram and there you can ask us whatever you want or you can tell us whatever you want because <laughs> we are learning we are learning we all... um you can ask us questions about gardening or design or life in general we can try giving advice i guess and <laughs> or it can be a great discussion you can also give us ideas for other uh podcast topics that you would like to hear we would love 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 to hear your guys' ideas of what you want to hear also you can tell us funny stories tell us about your fails or your successes or funny things that have happened to you on the farm we want to hear it we want to talk about it we want to build this community community with you guys so today we got our first question from a lovely person on Instagram, right? Yes. On she messaged Instagram. us on Instagram, and Beth is going to read it. I think we're gonna. Uh, I don't know if this person wants to keep an. No, no, I don't know if this I'm person. I'm not gonna read their last name. I'm just gonna say Pamela asked okay. us. So I'm just gonna jump in. Okay, we'll say a first name. Uh, if you want to be anonymous, please let us know when you do message us. Um, if not, we're just gonna say your first name. But this is a first Q and A. Yay. Yay. I feel like I'm very grown up. Uh, So Pamela reached out to us on Instagram and she said, I'm still trying to figure out cover crop timing and winter soil management for a field growing area of about 4,000 square feet. Wondering if I just need to put something, some annual rows to rest each season. So this is something that I am working on as well. So cover crop to me is... um, fairly new so we've decided to go as much as we can we um with the no dig um system we are doing we get a lot of freight in so we have a lot of good cardboard that we can use and so we've just been putting cardboard down and compost over the top of the soil and then building our beds on that so I mean, it is labor intensive. Um, it can be expensive. So uh, we try and just do a little bit as we can afford it and that kind of thing. So I have the greenhouse, which um, generally has spring and we're heavy spring and fall. So we do shoulder seasons is what that's called. And the greenhouse generally is cranking year round. So during that, so what i thinking the soil in the greenhouse is different than what it is out in the garden beds and that kind of thing so I've I'm having to experiment with two different types of cover crop so basically what I'm trying to do is every as soon as a crop comes out 
um, in say in the greenhouse, then I am planting a row of cover crop so that one of the rows will um, rotate with a cover crop and then go back into whatever I'm planting again. So timing is, that's the other thing. That's, that's what I'm really working on this year. So a cover crop, you know, where I found the most help and where I get my cover crop, and I will have Riley put a link to um, Haas Tools in the show notes today, but they have a whole section um, on their um, website. They have like a whole growing school, so you can kind of look up different things, but that's where we get our cover crop from. And then, um, so they have a whole section on there. It's called Why Cover Crop is important for your home garden. And in my case, it's more of a commercially productive garden or farm. So there's cool season types of cover crops, and then there's warm season types of cover crops. And just like Pamela said, it's like knowing when, like a lot of times we will be taking out like outside, we're not growing anything out in our fields because it's so wet, that kind of thing here in Oregon. So looking at how many beds can you put into um, you know, crop for spring, how many beds can I take and designate to a good cover crop to increase our soil health? Um, so they have cool season and warm season. So a lot of times we're doing a cool season cover crop and taking one crop in the greenhouse or one row in the greenhouse and putting that cover crop in. And that's completely different than what I'm doing outside. Makes sense, kind of, sort of. Yeah, you yeah. girls are looking at me with that. Mm, I'm just glazed tired. over. Look, if I have salamander eyes. <laughs> so, um, but mainly the reason to use a cover crop is the just getting a better soil health. It's helping retain soil. So, like outside, it soil erosion with all the rain and stuff we have here in the Pacific Northwest. If you can get a good cover crop in, and say, end of August versus September, October, get it planted till it under first of March. That's awesome. Like just designate beds out. And if it's a 4,000 square foot like that, just take one row in the spring and in the fall that you're just rotating those out. Or if you don't have something that you're planting in right away, just put it in. Just, you know, to have a little bit that you sprinkle on, rake it under, good to go till it done. Not till it, but you know, fork it in. <laughs> Anyways. So I would encourage you to check out um, Hostels if you can and just look at all their different cover crops. They've got some great YouTubes on it as well. I took a course with them this last spring. Very informative. Actually, no, sorry. Lied. Uh, this fall. Um, I was like, that long ago? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, on cover crops and different ones and what they do. So anyways, check that out. And Pamela, thank you for the question. Thanks, Pamela. Uh, so... If you want to ask us questions or if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Instagram at a blooming good time podcast. Or if you want to find out more about our business, you can find us also on Instagram at Crowley House. You can also find us on Facebook at Crowley House Flower Farm and on YouTube. We have a great YouTube channel. There you can find out more about us and the farm. If you want to see where all the stuff that we're talking about is happening. Look us up there at Crowley House Flower Farm. It'd be awesome if you guys give us a like, uh, comment, share, rate us, because that helps us so that we can get out to more people. Or if you have any friends that would love to listen to three female flower farmers, please feel free to reach out to them and share our podcast. And I hope you had a blooming good time with us.